Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Planning on calling an Uber today? Think again. A suburban tax cut appears to be on the fast track. Bad driving habits are driving up traffic deaths to a 15-year high around here, with one county really getting it bad. Bruce is born to run, turns 50 in today's 88 Seconds in Sound. <laughs> I have to process that information. Thank you. It's January 5th. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane. Craig Allen says early highs in the 50s before turning cooler, and it's damp and foggy here this, this morning. And this morning, Uber drivers are going to be hard to find. They're calling for a one-day strike again to call attention to the raise they were supposed to get but didn't. It's here at Uber's headquarters at Three World Trade where hundreds of Uber drivers will be gathering in protest at noon today. The matter of their raise that they didn't get on December 19th, well, that's back in court tomorrow. New York Taxi Workers Alliance, Beta Vita Sai. There is no annual performance review. Um, I mean, this is a job where there is, you know, there is no job security with Uber, let alone any guaranteed increases. And she tells us because their drivers didn't get their races scheduled, they've lost at least $12 million in income. And she believes that Uber will suffer long term. Uber is going to have to pay a financial price for the poverty wages that they insist on, you know, forcing down drivers. And these drivers are asking customers to turn off their Uber app today. On Greenwich Street, Glenn Shuck, WCBS 880 News. The promise of a tax cut for middle earners is one the governor of Connecticut intends to keep, and he just may have the support to do it. Sean Adams is in Greenwich with how and when the governor intends to make good on that promise. Sean. Yeah, I promise to put more money back in your pocket. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont wants to start his second term with relief for the middle class. Now is the time to enact a meaningful middle class tax cut. A meaningful tax cut. Yeah, you can hear the applause there during his State of the State address. So how much are we talking about here? House Minority Leader Vincent Candelora says Republicans have a figure in mind. The devil will be in the details. We want a 1% reduction uh, in, in taxes for the middle class. A 1% reduction in the income tax for the middle class. Now, details need to be hammered out. It could apply to joint filers making up to 150000 maybe even 175000 They have to figure this out here. Democrats, though, might seek to offset this with an increase for the highest earners. Governor Lamont has been opposed to that because he fears chasing people out of the state. In Greenwich, Sean Adams, WCBS 880 News. Sean, thank you. We're going to have to ask Tom Kaminsky because uh, he's been seeing the traffic patterns over a bunch of years now, but we're seeing distracted driving is being blamed for a 15-year peak in traffic deaths on the highways and back roads of New Jersey. Last year ended with 705 people dead in crashes. That makes four years in a row that traffic deaths are up, despite vehicles that are safer than ever. Pam Fisher of the Governor's Highway Safety Association tells NJ.com that many of these crashes likely involved a driver engaged in an unsafe behavior that put themselves and others at risk. Extreme speeding, which ticked up during the COVID lockdowns, continued to be a factor. If you're on the roads, we don't have to tell you that. The county with the most traffic deaths is Middlesex. 
where 65 crashes last year killed 68 people. Let's go to the WCBS Weather Center on a gloomy morning, but hopefully we'll get some brightening today. Here's the guys who got the answers. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Should dry out somewhat for the afternoon hours, and we'll get some breaks of sunshine, but it won't be quite as warm as yesterday because the wind has already shifted around from southwest yesterday, sending us up into record warmth to a north-northeasterly breeze this morning. It is a very foggy start for some parts of the area. It's not completely covering the whole region, but yeah, you'll drive into some areas where the visibility suddenly drops to about a quarter mile or so. So uh, careful this morning. And uh, obviously it's very damp out there because of this too. Today's high 50 to 55. Cloudy with a few periods of rain developing again for tonight, especially after midnight into Friday morning. Our low tonight, 38 to 42. And once again, tomorrow afternoon, there will be some brightening, but even cooler. Highs in the mid-40s, and as we get on into the weekend, it's chilly. It's in the lower end of the 40s. Right now, 49, humidity up at 93%. Another morning without a functioning Congress means no swearing in yet for any of the members, including the one who some say shouldn't be sworn in ever. The latest now on the strange case of George Santos from WCBS Long Island Bureau Chief Sophia Hall in Syosset. So, good morning. Uh, good morning, Wayne and Paul. After sitting by himself as he avoided talking to reporters on Capitol Hill on Tuesday, George Santos was more talkative to colleagues on Wednesday as he waits to be sworn into office. Congressman Bowman had a lot to say about the 34-year-old Santos. He's a disgrace. And he needs to step down. It's unfortunate for the voters in that in their district that they were duped into supporting a person that they thought was going to represent them with integrity. And here on Long Island, residents are fuming about Santos planning another rally at his district office in Douglaston to again call for him to step down. This lies and the utter contempt for his constituents that has been displayed by George Santos. We are absolutely appalled. And... We are infuriated. Santos admits he lied about his background, but says he never did anything criminal. This is the attorney general and local DAs are investigating his campaign finance filings and more. Wayne and Paul. So Mayor Adams says he deserves better than what a former Bill de Blasio aide has been saying about him and that he has personally called de Blasio to say so. Adams said he was going off message then complained about the treatment he's getting. You tell me when there has been a time that a previous administration has attacked another administration in the first year. He says other administrations have offered him help, not criticism. You are not going to hear from me when I'm done. I'm sitting under the sun. (laughs) Adams did praise former Mayor Bill de Blasio, but criticized his aides specifically an unnamed communications official, an apparent reference to de Blasio press secretary Bill Neidhart, a frequent Adams critic on Twitter who later accused the current mayor of whining. Roger Stern, WCBS 880 News. Somewhere someone is listening to this in a 72 Malibu through an FM converter. And it sounds great. Yeah, you put the FM converter to AM 1400, as I recall. (laughs) Bring it up. There's a reason we're playing this masterpiece, which you'll hear in a second. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Murnane. Early high in the 50s before it turns cooler into the 30s tonight. It's a damp and foggy start today. Here's our 88 seconds in sound. For this day, January 5th, we begin in 2021, two years ago today. 
It was strange to have a tour of the Capitol on this date, the eve of the January 6th riot, considering the fact that the Capitol was off-limits to outsiders because of pandemic restrictions. And yet there they were, 10 people, taking pictures of staircases and tunnels and checkpoints. The tour led by House Republican Barry Loudermilk of Georgia. He denied giving the tour until video came out and then said, Most of the people that come to our office, you guys know this, we don't, they're constituents, you don't know them, they've never been around, and to us, the 5th was just another day. The very next day, We're coming for you. One of the tourists would emerge on video. We're coming in like white on rice for Pelosi, Nadler, Schumer, even you, AOC. We're coming to take you out. A recording played by the House Select Committee on January 6th. We'll pull you out by your hairs. Georgia voters re-elected Congressman Louder Milk this past November with a 25-point margin. I got you kiss goodnight, I got you on this date in 98, Sonny Bono, pop singer turned congressman, skied into a tree in Tahoe and died at 62. And this was the last time Sonny and Cher appeared together on Letterman in 87. And it was sweet. Fun fact, he's the only member of Congress with a number one pop single. January 5th, 73, Bruce Springsteen releases his first studio album, Greetings from Asbury Park. Princess cards she sends me with her regards. And to save as much of his Columbia advance as possible, he recorded it for cheap at 914 Sound Recording Studios in Blauvelt, New York, named after the area code. Critics loved it. The album described by one critic as having the sensibility of the chaser and the chaste, the street punk and the bookworm. This is January 5th. Gotta love that stuff. It's WCBS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.